Hey there, I'm Logan Medish, your host for the High Caliber History Podcast. And today, on this episode, we're going to take a look at the surviving examples from the winners of the first NRA Gun Collectors Committee Best Weapons Awards from 1960. Now, there's a special little twist to this story, so make sure you stay tuned for the whole episode. First, a little relative background information about me. From 2014 to 2018, I oversaw the award shows for the affiliated clubs in the NRA's Gun Collectors Committee. The committee was established in 1960, and the purpose was to acknowledge and reward displays on their historic, educational, cultural, and technical knowledge. One of the ways this was done by awarding up to 10 silver medals for best weapons on display at the award show every year. The medals are awarded to the guns, not to the owners of the guns, and they come with a small plaque, and both of those items are supposed to transfer ownership from owner to owner if the guns are sold. It was my job to order, award, and distribute the medals and plaques to the current owners of the award-winning arms. Unfortunately, those items are small and peripheral, and unless care is taken to keep track of them when it comes time to sell, particularly with an estate situation, the plaques get discarded and the metals are sold off to a coin collector in the generic sense of the term. In fact, I've even seen a couple of the metals show up on eBay within the last year or two. So, I wanted to figure out the whereabouts of the original 10 guns from 1960, their plaques, and their metals. In 1983, the NRA published what was supposed to be a recurring review magazine that had detailed articles about important guns and kept collectors up to date on what guns and displays had won what awards. Unfortunately, the publication never went beyond that one year, but that was all I really needed to see the award recipients from 1960. So with the list in hand and the internet at my fingertips, here's what I found 61 years later. The first medal went to a presentation-engraved Frank Wesson Creedmoor-style rifle, serial number one. Frank was one of the brothers of Daniel Baird Wesson of Smith & Wesson fame. Unfortunately, this rifle's whereabouts are unknown, so we don't know if the medal and plaque are still with it. The second medal went to a Coffee Mill Sharps carbine, serial number 99730. These guns were usually made on condemned parts and featured a grinding mill built into the buttstock of the gun. There aren't many of them out there, and speaking from personal experience, their ability to properly grind coffee beans is mediocre at best. Again, the current whereabouts of the gun and the associated materials are unknown. The third medal went to a silver inlaid and engraved Kentucky rifle by P.M. Weddell of Zanesville, Ohio. A possible match for this gun shows up in the published version of a presentation given to the American Society of Arms Collectors back in 1967. The article gives a very good physical description of the rifle, and it's accompanied by two fairly poor quality photos. Unfortunately, the NRA's records don't provide any detail about the gun other than the maker and that it was profusely inlaid. So it's possible that The whereabouts of the gun were known in 1967, just seven years after the award had been given to it, but not for sure if that's the same gun, so we don't know where any of those materials are today. 
Medal number four went to a pair of Derringer pistols by Butterfield, bearing consecutive serial numbers six and seven. Unfortunately, their whereabouts are also unknown. Interestingly, though, I did find numbers 11 and 12. They were sold by Rock Island Auction Company separately in 2017 and 2009, respectively. Despite the gap in years, they each fetched a whopping $40,250. So here we are 40% of the way through the list, and I've got nothing. Absolutely bupkis. It wasn't looking good, uh, but I was determined to get through all 10. And I'm glad I did, because my luck changed with the medal that was issued to gun number five. It was a Nimsky-engraved Winchester Model 1866 carbine, serial number 21921, that was supposedly presented to Mexican Emperor Maximilian and eventually found its way into the arms collection of Mexican President Porfirio Diaz. The gun is one of the best documented Winchesters in existence, having appeared in countless books and magazines over the years. And as it just so happens, the gun crossed the auction block in December 2020 at Rock Island Auction Company's premier sale. It had a pre-sale estimate of $250,000 to $400,000, and it sold for $345,000. Now, the auction company's documentation mentions that the gun won medal number five, but sadly, it's no longer paired with the gun. So we have a partial success. The whereabouts of the gun are known, but not that of the silver medal or the plaque. So we're moving on, and this time we're tackling medal number seven. And this was given to a Colt Model 1862 revolver with a gold-plated Tiffany-style grip, serial number 38549. Once again, we're in luck. The gun is in the collection of the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, where it was donated in 2014. It is a beautiful gun with a gorgeous finish, gold inlay, and of course, the Tiffany grips that were designed by John Quincy Adams Ward for a gun that President Abraham Lincoln gave to a Turkish mayor in 1864. The grips on this gun were likely cast shortly thereafter. The gun is on display in the museum, but the collection's record makes no mention of the awards being part of the accession, so we've got yet another partial success. Medal number eight went to another pair of guns. This time it was a cased set of Colt Model 1860 Army revolvers, serial numbers 151388 and 151389. They were part of the arms collection of Civil War veteran Connecticut State Governor, United States Representative, and Senator Joseph Hawley. Another cased presentation gun belonging to Hawley, this one being a Colt 1851 Navy, is in the NRA Museum's collection. As an interesting side note to Hawley, uh, his lieutenant governor was none other than Oliver Winchester, which I think is a, a pretty cool connection there. Anyway, the guns that won medal number eight came up for sale in the now-defunct James Julia Auction House in 2016, and they sold for $212,750. The auction list makes no mention of the guns having won the silver medal, and it was not included in the sale. So again, we have another partial success with medal number eight uh, belonging to Hawley's guns. 
The recipient of medal number nine was a cased Sharps Model 1878 officer's rifle, serial number 11. And again, the gun's whereabouts and the associated plaque and medal are unknown. But bear with me, we've got a good one coming up. Finally, medal number 10 went to a Henry Model 1860 rifle, serial number 9, presented to Secretary of the Navy Gideon Wells. Now, this gun resides in the collection of the Autry Museum of the American West in Los Angeles, California. It's on display in their galleries, but like all of the others on the list, the medal's whereabouts are unknown. So it's a bit of a bummer, but at least we know where this really cool historic presentation piece gun is located. So that takes us through the 10 medals. But if you were keeping track, it actually only takes us through nine medals. You may have noticed that I skipped medal number six. It was awarded to a Colt Model 1862 revolver in a wooden presentation case covered in gilded red leather designed to look like a book when seen closed. The spine of this book case uh, bears the title Colt on the Constitution, Higher Law, and Irrepressible Conflict. Colt revolvers came in a variety of different cases, but the most intriguing and rare cases were those designed to look like books. The book cases had leather covers and were made by actual book binders, so they were impressively uh, disguised pieces when put onto a shelf. Now, this gun took me the longest of the ten to try and track down. Internet searches can be a fickle thing. So for more than a month, it didn't show up in any of the searches, regardless of how I phrased them. Then, after almost two months of searching, the Google gods shone upon me when the gun showed up in an article that referenced it being published in a book about Colts that just so happened to be sitting right next to me on my bookshelf. I grabbed the book, flipped to the page, and sure enough, there it was found at last. Now, the book even mentions that the gun won one of the medals in 1960. The medal, though, wasn't currently with the gun. However, I already knew that to be the case even before I began searching for the gun. You see, I'm a huge fan of antique shops. I frequent them as often as possible in any city that I'm in. And it just so happened that over Labor Day weekend in 2020, I was browsing cases in a shop near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, when I saw a familiar metal staring back at me. Having ordered and distributed more than 50 of them in my time with the NRA, I recognized it instantly, even without seeing the numbered inscription on the back. So I went back to the front, tracked down an employee, had them pop the case, and brought the metal home with me. And that's when the search began. I asked all sorts of folks who might know, big-time gun collectors, museum curators, auction house staff, and nothing. No one knew where the gun was, until my somehow special internet search came up with it. The gun is currently on display in the Autry Museum, but unfortunately, due to the current health concerns, it's closed to the public. Now, the Autry has always been on my list of must-see museums, but it has definitely moved up a few places given my new connection to it. One day, when things get back to normal, I'll venture out there and visit the museum and see the gun up close. Now, as for the metal, I'll probably donate it to the museum. After all, it was supposed to remain with the gun. I don't know how long the two have been separated, but it would be nice to reunite them once again. 
One interesting note uh, in this recap here is that the location of the first four award-winning guns is unknown. And while the whereabouts of the gun that received medal number five is known, the medal itself is not. So that leads me to believe that medal number six that I now have in my possession is the lowest number surviving medal from the original 10 awarded, which I think is pretty neat if you ask me. Oh, and one final thing. If any current owners of these or other medal winning guns happen to see this video or listen to this uh, audio version of the podcast, if you don't currently have the medal or plaque for your gun, reach out to the NRA Museum. They can work on getting them reissued to you so that they can stay with the gun in the future. I did that for a few that came my way when I worked there. So I hope you enjoyed this, this trip of tracking down and doing some sleuthing on these 10 award-winning guns. Uh, if you happen to know where any of the guns on this list are located, reach out to me. I'd, I'd love to know where they're at and chat with you uh, or the current owners of them. Um, it, uh, it definitely holds a, a special place in my heart, uh, given my involvement with the awards ceremonies and system over time. So again, I hope you enjoyed it and please tune in next week for another great episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>